0: Well, dear everyone, God bless you. My name is Alan Matamoros. And I've been serving among Muslims with my family for the last 20-something years. Um, And recently we were living in Jordan and, and moved to Spain about a year and a half ago because my kids' education. So I was born in Costa Rica. I am Latin American, Latin American by the grace of God. So my first language is Spanish, but I'm gonna do my best in, in English with you today. So please forgive me for any kind of mistakes. I I I learn English in Boise, Idaho, in the United States. So if I do any kind of mistakes, it's basically. Uh, is basically your fault for my american friends no i'm joking so i'm gonna do my best um my passion has been honoring the name of jesus uh, joining my prayers my my efforts my voice in order to make the gospel available for every single nation and ethnic group on earth. I am serving uh, with Comivam International, which is the Latin American umbrella of missions in the Latin American world. And as well, I'm serving as the chairman of, of the steering committee of something called Vision 59, which is a coalition of 200 mission societies praying, and deploying church planting teams among Muslims. Our prayer and desire is to see effective church planting efforts in every single Muslim people group for the year 2025. It sounds like a super giant task, and it is a super giant task, but we have in mind the remaining 450 of what we call unengaged, Muslim people groups in mind, uh, some researchers says that maybe there's about 450 ethnic groups with, with, where there's no church planting efforts in place yet. Even though we still have 1.8 billion uh, Muslims uh, in, a, in an unreached situation. So it's my pleasure to be with you today. And let's pray together for for church planting movements and for sign and wonders and for the presence of the Lord among the unreached. Now, let me just show to, to show you um, some few things. And so, number one, when when we are talking about the unreached, I I, I am not going to spend our time just in, in numbers, but just a quick picture so one of my passions is 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 what we have in front of us and it's about the weight of the world population and the task before us as you remember many of of the unrich are living in the in the in some of the most populated continents in the world today so and many of of, of are a good part of the 1040 window is, is based in, in some of these continents. So just, I'm, I'm just sharing this in order to have an appreciation of the weight of the global population of the unreached. If, if you can see Africa and Asia, for example, where the majority of the unreached people groups live, uh, we can appreciate just the size of the populations in those areas. We always have Europe and Latin America, and North America, continents with a greater need of the Lord, but places where the gospel is is in some regards available. And today we are going to be praying for the ones that doesn't have the gospel available for them. This one is about religious blocks. And just to give us an idea, a very quick idea, this map is, is reflecting before us the dominant religious block in those areas of the world. As you can see, for example, in the American continent, the Christian faith in general, and that includes nominals, people that that says that they believe in Jesus, but they don't practice their faith or they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. So, but, but Christianity is the dominant force in larger areas of the world in the American continent, in Africa, and in Europe. Then you can see the Muslim areas, North Africa, Middle East, Central Asia, or India, and so on. And those are the dominant religious blocks. Now, the next map, it's, it's very interesting to me. Which one is the second largest religious affiliation in these areas. We have this first, and then this is what we have now. In the American continent, for example, in Central America and North America, the the second largest block are becoming the non-religious people, people with no religious affiliation. As it is, for example, in the Middle East, after Islam, which is the very dominant religion of the middle east the second religious expression in that area of the world is christianity and that is very interesting or in india for example we were seeing that hinduism is the dominant religious expression of india but islam is the second most important religious expression in the in the in the indian subcontinent So then we have an entire world in movement today. That's why prayer is so important. And God is on the move. Many things are happening uh, before our eyes and in in the unseen world. Now, in terms of people groups, and that's my last slide regarding numbers, because I wanna talk about prayer today and praying for the unreach. Um, this is what we have according with our brothers of IMB, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention or the International Mission Board. They, I got this from some of my friends there participating at the Vision 59 Network. So globally, we have about 11,947 people groups, out of that, 7,200 are unrich people groups. So people uh, people groups or ethnicities uh, without without uh, church planting movements among them, needing some extra help from overseas, and, and that represents less than 2% of their population. So among the 7,000 people groups, 4,000 already have Church planting efforts, as far as we know, but three thousand of them, two thousand one hundred twenty-six, more or less, do not have yet church planting efforts, and we call them the unengaged people groups. These are all rich people groups with no efforts that we, as far as, or as far as we know, have evangelism, church planting efforts in place in order to see movements of Christ among them. So, but today we are going to pray for about 7,000 people groups. And these people groups altogether, the 7,000, represents at least 3 billion people of the global population. So, and I am pretty sure that all of us already involved in missions have been hearing for years the emphasis of missions in trying to make the gospel available among the 3 billion people is still reach by the gospel. My own mission society, Partners International, is fully, is fully focused on uh, making the gospel available among the 3 billion through partnerships with local churches worldwide. So how are we going to pray for the unreached, for the 7,000 on rich people groups on earth, about 3 billion people. So, and this is what I want to propose today. So, okay, Um, I've been been trying to study the Pauline approach to the on rich. So what was important for the Apostle Paul regarding the pioneering work, what were his priorities when he was trying to reach out pioneering areas of, of, of missions? And just visiting a couple of, of, of verses of the Bible and, and many others, but today we are going to be visiting two of them. We are going to find some elements that were important for the apostle, in order to, to reach the unreach. And I want to invite you today to be praying for the things that were important for the Apostle Paul, the, the after Jesus, the most important cross-cultural missionary in the New Testament, in terms of reaching out the unreach. And we are going to do it in prayer. If we go together, please, to... Acts chapter 20, and I'm going to read this very, very fast. It says, Acts 20 from verses 17 to 26. And this is Paul um, saying goodbye to the elders of the church of Ephesus. He had the conviction that he was not going to be able to see again the leaders of that church, um, and let's read together. It says, when on his way back to Jerusalem, Paul, uh, the, the Bible says, from Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders, the leaders of the church. When they arrived, Paul said to them, "You know." How I live the whole time I was with you from the first day I came into the province of Asia. I serve the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that will be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And how, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the, complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. And let me read very fast on Romans 15. This is another summary of the Apostle about his ministry and about his priorities in terms of pioneering work among what today we call the unreached. He says in Romans 15, verse 15, Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God, but by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known so that I will not be building on someone else's foundation Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. This is why I have often been hindered from coming to you. Verse 24. I plant a read 23, 24, sorry. But now that there is no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I have been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey there after I have enjoyed your company for a while. Okay, let me share with you some common elements that you can see in the life of the Apostle Paul. And maybe this can help us as a guide in order to pray for the unreached people groups, 3 billion people without the gospel, many of them Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, and non-religions. Number one, just giving an eye to, to the Apostle Paul life, it was pretty obvious, as Jesus already said before, the importance of counting with more workers and teams. Jesus not told us to pray for the harvest. He invite us to pray for workers for the harvest. So number one, I want to invite you today to pray for more workers among the unrich people groups. Could be foreign workers and could be local workers or what we sometimes said, and I don't like the word indigenous, but I'm gonna use it, indigenous local people. Number two, it's obvious that that for the Apostle Paul, the power of the Holy Spirit was, was super important in his journey to the nations. He said in Romans that through signs and wonders, he was able to fully proclaim the gospel from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum. So we... We need workers, but we need workers coming to the Umbridge people groups with the power of the Holy Spirit, cultivating a personal relationship with Jesus and being empowered by the presence of His Spirit. And every one of us who has been involved working, in my case, with Muslims, we have seen how Jesus has been walking before us, presenting to them in, in dreams and doing signs and wonders in his name, healing people and facilitating the preaching of the gospel to the unrich through signs and wonders. Number three, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious um, that, that, that Paul reveals a seal for the uniqueness of Christ. I am free of the blood of all of you because I, I have preached the gospel of Jesus to you. So if you read on Acts 24, 20, 26, Therefore I declare to you today, I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole, Will of God. So it, it maybe sounds obvious, but but, but I, I, I tend to believe that one of the challenges of the global missionary movement is, is if we are coming to the nation with the certainty that there's no other name under heaven, but the name of Jesus from which we can be saved. And, and have our names written in the Book of Life. So, um, and, and, and that is a growing concern in a number of mission societies, in this super pluralistic society proclaiming that there's no other name under heaven, and that the Jesus is the only way to get to the Father. Uh, it's becoming a boldness declaration in many of our societies. We need workers with that kind of seal, proclamation, and, and and Paul says, "I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Jesus." So, my friends, brothers, and sisters, we 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 have to have sign and wonder. We have to have Jesus among them, and we have to have the gospel. Proclaim in words and deeds among the three billion people without the gospel, and we have to have uh, among among the seven thousand unreached people groups his word proclaimed. Maybe it could be could be through technology, which which today is one of our benefits and missions. But I strongly believe that not, nothing substitute the personal contact with the ones who who don't know yet Jesus and needs a discipleship after his or her decision for the gospel. So what more? So a pioneer spirit and suffering. So for pioneer workers, serving among unrich people groups, and again, 3 billion people, 7,000 people groups. If, if these people groups remain unrich, is because there's an, a spiritual battle before us, and there's a resistance to the, a historical resistance to the gospel. And I'm finishing soon. So, but let's pray for a pioneer spirit. And, 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 and the gift of suffering for the Apostle Paul uh, in Philippians, he says that, that you have been blessed on not just believing in Jesus, but suffering for, for him. And planting churches. We need the miracle of planting churches, planting communities, and appointing leaders among the own rich. And finally, we have to pray for partnership and collaboration. Paul says that on my way to Spain, I'm going to be with you, my Roman friends, in order to be assisted by you on my way, on my journey to Rome. For Paul, was was absolutely important to be in partnership with the church of his time in order to reach their own reach. Collaboration. And In Philippians 4, verse 10, he said that he's so happy that the church in Philippians was able to keep caring for him. So let's pray for this, for a wave of workers before us, for the power of the Holy Spirit, for a seal for the name of Christ, for proclamation, for a pioneer spirit. And we have to develop a theology of suffering for anointing. An anointing presence in order to begin fellowship of Jesus. And finally, a spirit of unity in the body of Christ through partnership and collaboration. Yeah. So, Alan, would you like to lead us in prayer into that? Yes, I will. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Among us, leading the church, the paracletos, leading us in prayer. And we pray for the remaining task among the 3 billion people who don't know yet the name and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know every single nation by name, 7,000 people groups, on different under the shadow of different religious groups you know them by name today we pray for workers and teens going to them from the body of christ globally in order to preach the gospel we pray for workers and and, and dear lord we pray for the presence of the holy spirit uh, please empower us change us transform us with the power of the holy spirit through signs and wonders in the name of the lord and we pray for for your anointing while we proclaim the gospel with words and deeds please give us a pioneer spirit and boldness in order to be able to confront suffering Let us understand that suffering is is normative in the the New Testament when you preach the gospel to the unreached. Let us see new fellowships among the unreached. And finally, visit the the global body of Christ with with a a, a sense of unity and collaboration and partnership, reflecting the beauty of, of the multicolor expression of the global church, in order uh, of seeing many nations coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Thank you dear Lord, in in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.